Good morning. Today is December 7th, 2020. I'm your host, Evan George, and welcome to Bostopia News. And here's what's happening in the news today. More evidence of corruption within the Boston Police Department has been discovered by The Globe this past week, following up on their story concerning the 2013 drunk driving incident where a Boston detective seriously injured a nurse while he was drunk driving. But of course, the police report of the incident would be sealed, any potential criminal charges disappeared, there was no investigation, discipline, or paperwork. But this was not the first time that the Boston police covered the tracks of this particular detective. Back in 2009, the same detective almost hit an NBTA transit police car down on Route 3. But as soon as a police badge fell out of his pocket, the Boston police sent three officers down on Route 3 and made sure that there would be no accountability. This is, of course, just one small story in a larger narrative of police corruption and abuse within Boston. So let's see what Marty Walsh has to say about the State House's recent police reform bill. On Friday, Marty Walsh said that the Massachusetts legislature's version of police form will not fundamentally change how the Boston police operates. Of course, mimicking a phrase from our incoming president. Quoting Marty, A lot of what's in the bill, even though it'll require Boston to follow state law, we do it already. So if you had any questions about how productive this bill will be in combating police abuse, corruption, and overspending, there's your answer. And as a reminder, Baker has until Friday to sign, veto, or send back the bill to the legislature with amendments. Or he could just let it become law, refusing to sign it within the mandatory 10-day review period. However, it appears the big hang-up is over the restriction of facial recognition software. So if there are to be changes, look for that. There's no doubt that Boston has become a more violent place in 2020. Homicides in the city are up as far as 54% from last year. As of Late November 2019, there were 151 shooting incidents. We are currently at 219. Total shooting victims has increased from 183 to 261. And gun-related arrests have increased from 369 to 409. Though some people are trying to pinpoint 2019 as an outlier, the desperation caused by both COVID-19 and the decline in the economy are normally correlated with a rise in violence. Or as Rachel Rollins put it, the food, housing, employment insecurities, combined with massive healthcare disparities and higher rates of infection and death in communities of color have created a recipe for disaster. Quoting now from Brother Donald Singleton, who's a resource coordinator and worked in violence prevention for 20 years here, has said, it's a war zone in Boston right now. There's a different level of conflict going on in that town. This past Friday, state legislators finally passed a budget, the one that was originally due in June, and currently is sitting on Charlie Baker's desk. It does very little, to be honest. While some state reps tried to fight for a small tax increase on billionaires to help fund more money for our COVID relief and economic support, these measures were shot down, mostly by members of the Massachusetts Democratic Party, I should add. And instead, it draws from the state's rainy day fund to cover costs. 
it still does not give education funding that was promised from 2019, which you would imagine, while school districts across the state are struggling even more, you'd want to prioritize education spending, but not our statehouse. However, it does include one positive, and that is language from the Roe Act, which will increase access to abortion, especially for young people, and will enshrine the right to an abortion into Massachusetts law. And we will probably have more on whether Baker will sign the bill or not tomorrow. As the COVID-19 pandemic continues to rage on with this second surge, Massachusetts hospitals are beginning to scale back elective procedures in an effort to free up beds, which means, quoting from a Dr. Paul Bittinger, the practical implications, unfortunately, mean that hospitals are getting stretched to a very concerning point. Unfortunately, what we're hearing from others is what we're experiencing ourselves which is we're getting really full. And what this looks like in practice is deferring some care in order to ensure that we have enough hospital beds. And roughly four out of the state's five regions, besides Western Mass, are starting to do this practice. It should be noted that we have not yet experienced the increase in hospitalizations expected because of Thanksgiving Day holiday. And let us hope that with the field hospitals starting to be sprung up across the Commonwealth, we will have enough resources to make it through the winter. Massachusetts was hit with a wave of fraudulent unemployment claims in the past few months in what is a national trend of international criminal fraud using personal data from leaks such as what happened with Equinox to then target vulnerable municipal and state systems. Fortunately, we were able to recover more than $242 million from this attempt. But it is always important to remember that most unemployment fraud comes from the failures of corporations to protect our private data and our political leaders failing to hold them accountable. Let's hope that'll change, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. And in the last story, New Balance announced that they will be closing its Boston factory this February, cutting 63 jobs. And while New Balance itself has generated roughly $4 billion in revenue in each of the past three years, what they're expecting to be the downturn of 2020 for them was enough to justify cutting the jobs. And though according to the chief executive of the Brighton plant, New Balance will be considering adding 150 jobs across New England next year, it's more likely that these are just promises trying to overshadow the fact that businesses will always cut labor costs, meaning cutting jobs the moment a quarterly financial statement looks bleak. And that's going to do it for today's episode. If you are listening on an iPhone, please do scroll down. Give me five stars. Helps get into the algorithm. Besides that, share this podcast and continue to send feedback my way by following me on Twitter, at Bostopia News. And I have also started a one-minute, can't believe I'm going to say this, TikTok video that does a similar thing. So if you are on TikTok and would like to follow me, there are some little perks and rewards to doing that. But besides that, take care and have a great Monday.